The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What is it you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink, or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They replied, We are able. Then Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they began to be angry with James and John. So Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It is so good to be with you this morning, to have the opportunity to talk with you. Truth be told, I don't know how much time I have. Rumor has it that Herod is seeking to curry favor with the Romans and the religious elites here in Jerusalem by arresting some apostles. With Passover approaching, things are looking a lot like they did 10 years ago when I came with the other apostles in the train of Jesus our Messiah, expecting great things. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me introduce myself. I'm James, the apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm James, uh, the son of Zebedee, Brother to John the Apostle, also son of Zebedee. Together, Jesus gave us the nickname, the Sons of Thunder. I'm also known by another name. See, there were two of us, James, uh, apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so to keep us uh, from getting too confused, uh, they gave me the nickname, James the Great. I didn't give myself the name. I try not to let it go to my head. But uh, that's the name, James the Great or James the Greater. I would have preferred Big James or James E. But uh, we don't pick our names. So there it is, James the Great. The name's a little ironic in my way of thinking. See, I grew up by the Sea of Galilee, uh, just a humble son of a fisherman, you know, I was as comfortable on the water as I was on the land, working in my father's boat, mending the nets, sorting out the fish, skipping rocks, 
We had no ambition for life beyond Capernaum. Really, all we wanted in our life was to be the best fishermen we could be. And then along came Jesus, walked along the seashore, and almost just at a glance looked over us and invited us, follow me. And we dropped our nets and followed. Andrew and Simon were already caught up by Jesus. We didn't have a clue where we were going. We had only the tiniest inkling of who Jesus is. Along with the crowds, we were astounded by his teaching, for he taught with authority, unlike anything we had ever heard before. We were amazed as we watched in awe as he healed the sick. He made the blind to see, the deaf to hear. He made lame men walk again. He cast out demons. He cleansed lepers. There was this one time when we came back from journeying among different villages, barely stepped off the boat when the leader of our synagogue, Jairus, came running up to Jesus and knelt at his feet, begging that Jesus would come to his house and heal his daughter. We tried to get there as fast as we could, but the crowds were pressing in on Jesus. Everyone wanted to just touch his cloak to be healed. Well, we finally made it to Jairus' house, but it was too late. Jairus' daughter was dead. His family was understandably wrecked, weeping, and there was so much commotion, but Jesus had a calmness about him. He invited Jairus and his wife and, and Peter and John and, and me to go into the house. We went to the room where the little girl was, and Jesus, with the tenderness and the authority of a father, said to her, Talitha kum. That means get up, little girl. And she did. Jesus raised her from the dead. Looking back on that day, it should have prepared us for a, a time when Jesus took Peter and Johnny and me up into the mountains for a hike. And as we're going along, we, we get up there and we're still trying to catch our breath. And we look at Jesus and, and he was transfigured before us. His clothes were dazzling white, whiter than any one could bleach them on earth. And then suddenly there was standing with him Moses and Elijah they're talking to him. I'm not ashamed to say we were terrified. I was terrified. And you would have been too if you had been there. A cloud of God enveloped us. And the voice of God the Father spoke to us. To us. God said to us, This is my Son, my beloved, listen to him. I'll tell you, at that moment, I knew I was in way over my head. 
It wasn't long after that that uh, Johnny and I went to Jesus with a request. What chutzpah? We, we went to him and we said, Jesus, grant us whatever we ask. And then we proceeded to say, let us have the honor of sitting at your right hand and your left when you come into your glory. Jesus should have rebuked us on the spot, but he didn't. He did tell us that we didn't know what it was that we were asking. And then he proceeded to do as he so often did. He answered our request with a question. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink? To be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And we, we said, yes. <laughs> we really didn't know what it was that we were asking. That happened to us a lot. There was this one time we were heading through Samaria and uh, the, we were preparing the way for Jesus. But this one village, they wouldn't, they wouldn't welcome Jesus. So we went to Jesus outside of the city and we said, Jesus, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? Eek. <laughs> Jesus did rebuke us that time. Whew. And we thought old Zeb was hard on us. But, you know, back to that request that we had of Jesus. See, we really didn't know what we were asking. We said yes, but Jesus said to us, you will drink the cup that I drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized, but to sit at my right and my left is not mine to grant. See, at the time, we didn't really understand what his glory meant. We still had visions of military conquest, of Jesus going to Jerusalem and setting everything right, kicking out the Romans, getting the religious authorities, their heads on straight, and setting up a position of worldly power. We had such a small view of Jesus. Didn't seem to matter how many times he told us that we were going to Jerusalem and that he was going to die there. He told us countless times, but it just wouldn't get into our thick skulls. Even on the night in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed, Peter Johnny and I, were, we were invited by Jesus to go up and to pray with him in the garden. But we failed to see the distress that he was undergoing. We failed to pray as he asked us to. We failed even to stay awake. The shepherd was struck. And we sheep scattered. Only Johnny lingered long enough to watch that terrible end, Jesus, our Messiah, crucified. And on his right and on his left, 
Two thieves crucified. It wasn't until the third day, in the light of his resurrection from the dead, that we really came to understand that the cross was his glory. There he stood in our midst, in the room where we had locked and latched it for fear, and he proclaimed to us peace, the forgiveness of our sins, forgiveness of my sins, because of his death just days before. Proclaiming that peace, the forgiveness of sins in Jesus' name, that has become my life's mission ever since. Going on a decade now. I want to share with you that because he died on the cross, your sins also are forgiven. That peace that he proclaimed to us on that Easter day, he gives it to you. It's yours. Not because you've earned it. I sure didn't. No, because he loves you. See, Jesus, the Son of Man, the Son of God, he came not to be served, but to serve. To give his life a ransom for many. To give his life a ransom for you. Look, I I need to be heading out here soon, but I want you to know one more thing. Jesus taught me what it means to be James the Great. See, in Jesus' family, greatness is measured by service. The one who would be great must be a servant. The one who would be first must be Slave of all. I'll tell you, Jesus, he is great. He is the servant of all. He gave his life for all. And he serves us still, even today. When he called me, he said that he was sending us even as The Father sent him. And so he sends you, too, to go and to share this good news of his resurrection from the dead and the peace and forgiveness we have in him. And as he called me to serve, to drink the cup and to be baptized in the baptism with which he is baptized, so he calls you. We have a share in his suffering and in his service, even as we have a share of the glories of his cross, peace and forgiveness, and a life of service to our neighbor in Jesus' name. We don't always know where we're headed, but we know the one who's leading us. So peace to you in the name of Jesus. Amen.